Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. back to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. I'm really, really excited for, you know, the coming conversations for you guys that I've created. I want to create a bunch of, you know, shorter digestible episodes for you because personally, I love short digestible content. Um, Just, you know, life is busy, life is crazy, and there's nothing better for me than being able to throw on, say, a 30-minute podcast now and then rather than a really long, in-depth learning process. Um, I love those. I'm here for those. You know, I'm literally in stuff like that almost every day but sometimes you know in the morning when I'm doing stuff getting ready doing the dishes I like to just throw on a shorter episode so I'm going to create you know mixed in with big conversations coming up uh, longer teachings these shorter more digestible episodes with the intention of just really nailing down information and delivering it to you guys really um, potently. So today's topic is all about the steps I took to find my purpose, okay? And there's a few different things that had to happen for me to get here. Now, I want to talk first off about dharma and purpose, okay? Now, dharma and purpose can be used interchangeably, although dharma being this Hindu word is not necessarily able to be explained in English properly. You know, there's so many words that in another language you almost can't translate the actual meaning of the word without using like these large paragraph sentences. And I feel like that probably happens for English words too. You know, you translate it into another language and it has to be this this paragraph about what the word actually means. So when we boil it down, Dharma truly is our purpose. But what I want to talk about is, you know, essentially Dharma being your entire life is your purpose. Okay. So the hard stuff is your purpose. The easy, beautiful, breezy, blissful stuff is your purpose. You know, your career, what you're here to do on earth, your service is your purpose. Essentially, everything you are doing here on earth is your dharma, okay? So when we look at this dharmic word, we have to understand that even the hard points of, you know, losing loved ones, losing people at young ages, um, cancer, disease, illness, all the stuff that we don't necessarily want to accept as dharma or purpose is, you know, part of someone's purpose because we have to remember that those really, really hard moments often are the, um, the catalyst for a rebirth, for an awakening, 
for a change in the trajectory of somebody's life. And I see this all the time with my clients, see this all the time with my students. It's the big, hairy, dirty, um, awfully painful moments in life. It's the grit that makes us, you know, find our path, find where we want to go. It leads us into our spiritual awakenings, all of that. So you have to understand that Dharma is the pain points as well as the bliss state. And so when I'm saying purpose today, I'm not talking necessarily about that, though that is included in this conversation because it's also intertwined. You can't truly untangle the information. But when I'm talking about purpose today, I mean, you know, your service to the world, the stuff you feel like you came here to do, okay? All of us came here with some sort of a sense of a mission, some sort of a sense of like, I'm here to do something. And when I'm talking about purpose today, I'm talking about that sensation, you know, the one you grow up knowing, I am meant to create art, or I am meant to make the world more beautiful. I am meant to uh, be a healer. It's just this sensation of knowing that you're here to do something very specific. So when I'm talking about the steps I took to find my purpose, that's specifically what I'm talking about. And if you guys know anything about my path and my journey, you'll know that in my youth, I was very, very depressed. I went through um, very intense depression from the age of 12 to around 2021. I was suicidal around the age of 16. I have gone through some very, very dark moments at very young ages. And that was part of my dharma. Okay, let's remember that, that that dark stuff was my dharma and it all did lead me to my purpose. So understanding that those little moments are the, the, the catalysts, like I said, right? But then we get very intentional around, okay, these dharmic moments, purpose moments are leading us to our purpose and then within that we find something we can kind of um, slap that label on though you know I hate labels but slap that label on and say oh yes here it is the thing I know I was meant to do here on earth and so here's a few different things I did to get here and I'm going to share them with you today in the hopes that they help you understand that there are so many phases in finding your purpose. So really tapping into the fact that first off, we have to think about what feels good, okay? So I had to tap into at one point the fact that a lot of the things in my life didn't feel good, okay? When I was serving and bartending for years and years, I remember being completely drained, um, having a really negative mindset at work. I was just bringing so much uh, negative energy into the bar at the point when I was done with it. And I realized in that moment how much energy I had put into this work that I wasn't fulfilled by, okay? So I had to look at my energy as sort of like this shiftable 
substance, which I believe it is. Um, this energetic goo or energetic, I don't know, information that I could move around, right? And so what I did at that time was visually thought about my energy, thought about taking my energy back and scooping it out of the bar and, and putting it back into me or shifting it into things I was more passionate about, right? I knew the bar didn't feel good. I knew serving didn't feel good. And so I had to follow what did feel good. And at that time, I don't even remember what it was other than the fact that it was, you know, self-care books. And um, I was reading The Untethered Soul at the time. Uh, I was waking up to the fact that I was more than, you know, what I thought I was, that there was this whole universe within my universe. And so I had to shift all that energy out of the bar, out of the negative place, out of the shit that was making me feel so low, take it back. It was like, I took that energy back and then I put it into things that made me feel good. And so by doing that, I automatically shifted my vibration out of, you know, places that weren't in alignment into just discovering what was, right? I had to question what does feel good. And at that time, I can honestly say I didn't know. I was probably 23, 24, and I didn't know what felt good, right? I didn't know. I just knew it didn't feel good being at the bar. I knew um, going into what I did in university and then in college didn't feel good. I originally went for archaeology in university. I hated university, went to college for interior design, hated that. You know, that didn't feel good. I knew what didn't feel good. <laughs> and so I started to focus on, okay, what does feel good? You know, and it felt good to discover self. It felt good to tap into um, different states of consciousness. It felt good to work with all these things I was taught were not acceptable or not a job or whatever it was, right? So first off, I started following what felt good. Really, I started questioning what did feel good. So you might be in a stage right now where you are questioning what feels good and what doesn't. And so the big, big thing here is beginning to release the stuff that doesn't, right? And it's not about releasing it all at once. It's going to take time. I mean, it's taken me over 10 years to get where I am now and I'm still on the journey, right? I'm still releasing what doesn't feel good. Even in my business, I have to examine what feels good, what doesn't. But that's that first step is examine and follow what feels good. Within that realm, when you start to look for that, you're automatically going to begin to discover and develop your intuition. Now, if you're listening to this, you might already be like, hey, Vika, I've already you know, developed my intuition. And so my question is, if you've developed your intuition so much, then why are you doing things that don't make you feel good? right? Why are you not trusting um, your path? And so we get into these places where we operate from fear. And when we operate from fear, we don't trust our intuition, right? Our intuition will say, turn right. And something in your ego, in your left brain goes, why would I turn right right now? I know that's not the path I need to take. But your intuition saying, turn right, right? And so I had to step into that discovery of intuition, that trust of intuition into, yeah, when my, uh, my soul said turn right, I just did. Okay, so it, it started off as simple as uh, driving 
and I'd be like, oh, this, this road is super, super packed with traffic right now. It's kind of overwhelming for me. And my intuition would go, well, you know what? Turn left here, take this route. And even though I knew that route was longer by, you know, the, the map standards, something about my, my soul said, go that way. And I would automatically miss, you know, an accident or uh, that route happened to be very, very peaceful that day, or it was just as long, but there was no traffic on it. So I enjoyed the ride. And so simple things like that begin to translate into you trusting the guidance. And when you trust the guidance, it's, it's a lot easier to follow the little turns and curves in the road guiding you to your purpose. And so you're going to find things in your life that are just going to pop up. Oh, wow. Um, someone mentioned the Akashic records and that like kind of sat in me or it plugged into me, piqued my interest, but then I didn't do anything about it. And then a year later, uh, someone offers you an Akashic records reading. Oh, that's interesting. Why did that come up? You take it and suddenly it opens a door into wow, this actually is my divine work. I'm supposed to be doing something here. And then that door opens another one and that door opens another one. And suddenly you're exactly where you're meant to be. Okay. So that discovery of intuition is really the steps I took was trusting that, yeah, I'm supposed to work with energy. You know, I'm given a book that, that guides me into, I'm a healer from that book. I lead into, okay. Um, I really want to work with crystals because it's energy, it's healing. And then those crystals lead me into, wow, now I'm doing my Reiki training and my Reiki training leads me into my yoga training. And my yoga training leads me into branding for my yoga business, which ultimately led me to where I am now, astrology. And through astrology, it was the same process of trusting my intuition to get me to do the exact form of astrology that I practice. So you can see how there's like this thread that we're following when we trust our intuition, when we follow what feels good, the two, the blend of the two is like a thread that we follow. And when we follow it, we end up just naturally finding what we're meant to do. So we have to be curious. We have to tap into our bodies, you know, and, and work with these intuitive states because you are being guided. And so remembering if you're asking for clarity, if you're asking for, you know, if you're asking to find your purpose, one of my favorite quotes is make finding your purpose, your purpose until you find your purpose. If you are truly living within that, within trust and surrender and allowing the process to move through you, then you are going to get closer and closer. And each day, understand that your purpose is this multi-dimensional forever experience, right? And then we all of a sudden are linked back up with Dharma. Okay. So the purpose is the Dharma. The Dharma is the purpose, but understanding that we all want to be doing something great here. So we have to surrender. You have to follow your joy and you have to trust your intuitive processes, which means developing them, right? Developing and really tapping into, do I even have a connection with my intuitive processes? And then that leads me into the next step. Okay. The next step is really about waiting. Okay. There's this point in all of our journeys <laughs> 
which I experienced and I still have moments where I go back into this, this process. One of the steps is waiting. The universe will literally say, wait. You know, you've developed your intuition. You're working with it. You're letting it guide you. You're following what feels good and you're saying, well, what gives? I'm not there yet. What gives? Where the hell is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Why am I still stuck in this job? Why am I still, you know, in the same relationship or pattern that doesn't feel good? Why am I still here? <laughs> here is where we end up with the universe saying, it's not time. It's not time. You're still in a process. You're still um, what I call the gathering phase. You're still in the gathering phase. Okay. So the gathering phase, I refer to this as the moment or moments or years where you are gathering the tools in order to do your work. Okay. You are gathering up all of your tools. Okay. So you're learning your Reiki, you're studying astrology, you're learning human design or whatever it is. Okay. You're doing massage therapy. Um, oh, you're doing homeopathy. You're learning about herbs, whatever it is that lights you up. Okay. There's the following the joy. There's the following what feels good. There's the trusting your intuition when it says, Hey, go learn the Akashic records or Hey, go study hypnotherapy. You're in the gathering phase. And the gathering phase is when you keep getting all the tools and, you know, the universe is waiting for you to get all those tools so that you can do your divine work here. Right. And understanding that gathering your divine tools is also part of your purpose, right? Going back to Dharma, gathering your divine tools is part of your Dharma. And half the time it's those Dharmic moments, the good, the light, the dark, the hardships, the bliss states that prompt a new tool, right? It's like those pitfalls or those hard moments automatically make you go, I need a new tool to deal with this type of emotion or processing or painful moment. Or, you know, the yoga training felt so damn good. Yoga makes me feel so blissful. I need more tools like this. And so you'll check in with the universe and you'll say, universe, why isn't it coming yet? Why aren't I there yet? Because you're in the gathering phase. You're in the waiting place. And the universe will say, wait, wait. Okay. This wait phase was like four years for me. And I kept checking in. I'm gathering, I'm gathering, doing all my, um, my certifications that I felt called to do. I'm sitting with it. I'm, you know, I'm manifesting my face off. I'm doing all those things, but the universe literally when I check in, I hear a voice. Um, it kind of sounds like my voice, but I know it's, it's not. Um, and it says, wait, wait. And that wait energy didn't stop until 2020 when, you know, I had done my astrology certification. I had done all my training in this. And then the universe said, go, go. It was a green light, green light. Uh, this karmic astrology thing is the green light, like go. And then things started to make sense. Okay. But even within the go moments, you know, you're going to, if you're anything like me, you build an astrology business and you're passionately in love with what you do. You love your clients. You love all of it. You're still going to have these moments where it's like, wait, 
for the next phase, okay? Wait for the next download to come in, the next program to be birthed, wait. So understanding that it's like forever, it's a forever process, it's a forever journey of discovering your purpose, but there is something, you know, that it's gonna come to you when you use your intuition, when you follow what feels good, when you allow yourself to release the fear, the the bullshit, the stuff that holds you back, that's going to go, wow, yeah, that's the stuff. That's the stuff for me, right? That's my soul's work. I'm here to do it no matter what, no matter how many pain points, how long it takes, all of it, your soul's going to go, yeah, this is what we're here to do. And so you have to trust the gathering phase. And sometimes the gathering phase might make you think that you are in the Dharma and then you might hit another gathering phase and then you're in, you know, not the Dharma, sorry, but that purpose. Okay. You're like, I found it. I found it. You hit a waiting phase. You hit a gathering phase. You hit another moment where you're like, I found it. And just understand that that's part of the process. So stay in the following what feels good phase. Stay in the developing and trusting intuition forever. And you'll automatically always be discovering, why am I here? You know, what am I doing here on earth? And then you have all these beautiful tools like astrology, right? To look at your chart and say, okay, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing here. I might not know how it looks. I might not know uh, the steps of the process, but I know why I'm here. And it feels really good to follow this. And it feels really good and potent and powerful to gather this, right? And then we begin to just surrender and trust and trust the process of the universe of, yeah, I'm just going to chase, not even chase. I'm going to magnetize what feels good to me. And when I find something that doesn't, I'm going to do my shadow work, right? You're going to do your shadow work. You're going to dive into the depths the discomfort, the pain, the fear. And you're going to say, why am I experiencing this? What part of my dharma is this prompting? And what am I willing to shift or change or release in order to trust my intuition and follow what feels good? So those are like my simple steps I I followed to get here. And like I said, it's always changing and it's always redeveloping and redefining. But if we can continually be curious and be in this co-creative relationship with earth, with being here in the physical 3D realm, then it can get to be really, really good, really, really good. And this is why currently I am developing the next phase of working with me, which is going to be all about your, your leadership. Okay. You're here to do something. And in, you know, early 2023, we are going to be working together on your next leadership role. And that encompasses your purpose, encompasses destiny, dharma, all of that stuff, as well as, you know, healing the pain points that hold you back. And that is the next level for me is really inviting you into becoming a leader here on earth, becoming a leader in your own life. And I know you're already doing it. So let's redefine it together, right? Let's redefine it 
as beings together. So the first step is really figuring it out, like figuring out what lights you up, what feels good, what brings you joy, and really continuing to harness your intuition, harness your, your absolute connection to both heaven and earth and beginning to you know be here present grounded as well as being connected to all that is beyond here so i'm really excited to bring that through you know in january and february and you are going to be so so potently changed by this work if you decide to come along with me and so that's all i have for you today is sort of this invitation into absolutely surrendering absolutely allowing it's going to take a lot of trust it's going to take a lot of faith but i know you have it in you and so here was a short and sweet little episode on all the good stuff I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. I'm sending you so much love. Have a beautiful day.